Welcome to Tonal Distancing. Today I'm sitting down with The Shining Hours. I have David and Joe from The Shining Hours with us today. David does the vocals and some guitar, and Joe does more guitar work on, on in their band, The Shining Hours. So um, I met them a while ago. I was at Arlene's Grocery in Manhattan. Um, I was going to go see a, a gig with Slow Finn with my other bandmates, uh, Joe and Daniel, that play bass and drums. We're playing with Slow Finn. And then this you know very uh uh just embodying band that, that had a very very nice forward comforting presence on stage came on and that happened to be the shining hours and uh after the show i went and talked to joe because he had an epiphone riviera uh and i once had an epiphone riviera so i went to go do a little guitar talk with him and it was just really nice meeting them they're very open very you know communicative about their music their band joe was communicative about his guitar and his gear but that's enough from me i'll let david and joe introduce the shining hours a little bit more yeah, sure. Um, what's up, guys? I'm David Sai, uh, born and raised in in New York. I'm living out in Brooklyn over here. Uh, and yeah, I love songwriting and playing shows and everything. Um, started off classically trained, actually, on, on violin and then shifted over to, to the rock scene over here. But um, yeah, in, the, in our four-piece band in The Shining Hours now, and I'll, I'll pass it off to Joe. Yeah, what's going on? Um, I'm Joe Peters. I play guitar. Uh, lead and rhythm depending on the song but um but yeah born and raised in Brooklyn and I started this band um probably around 2011 uh probably like eight or nine lineups ago <laughs> wow <laughs> so I know we're going to get into kind of the prog progression and how the band has changed but before we get into all that yeah. you guys have you know an EP out and some shows coming out uh where can people what's the EP where can people listen to that and what where, where are the shows and, and when can people come see you and I think you have a vinyl release coming out too right yes, yeah yeah <laughs> um so yeah so we have a EP that we just released uh, June 24th. Uh, it's called Wasted Time. You can find it on all streaming platforms. Uh, you know, in support of that, you know, we're playing a bunch of shows this summer, uh, well into, I would say, late September. Um, our next show actually is August 9th at Our Wicked Lady in Brooklyn. And then after that, uh, we're going to hit Rockwood Music Hall. Um, I believe it's stage three on August 21st. And then we're going to close out the year with a special, like limited edition, um, uh, small vinyl um, that we're going to be recording with Lee Stavall. And yeah, we're looking forward to everything uh, coming up. That, that's like a really awesome exciting year the vinyl step is like i think a, a really uh cool interesting step it, it's it's about that tangible thing that you can walk away from and say i actually did something and if this whole world goes through an apocalypse you might be able to find this in someone's home as you're scavenging for the remains of water i think that's really cool because everything is just digital now so it's like all my right, stuff is out yeah. there digital and like i don't have that permanent right. thing that kind yeah. of finalizes it. I mean, I have my hats. <laughs> it reminds me of Pharrell. I think he was like making a vinyl out of clay or something a while ago. And it's like, you know, if you don't take care of the earth, it's kind of like disintegrate. You won't be able to hear it. I don't know if that's still out there. But... 
Oh, that's sick. Well, are you guys making it out of clay or just regular <laughs> vinyl <laughs> materials? You're not doing like a ghost kind of workshop where you guys are around each other making your vinyl? No, no, I didn't think so. Uh, not at all. <laughs> all right. Oh, so, traditional yeah. small vinyl. <laughs> so before we uh, listen to some of your songs here, um, and get into like the main topic about kind of how you guys started, um, what you're up to now and kind of your, what your future holds. Uh, let's start with a toast. So if you have something to drink, it can be alcoholic, non-alcoholic, whatever you fancy. Um, a toast to the lords and ladies of music. Please be kind to us as we drink and guide us on our musical journey. Uh, David, who would you like to toast today? Uh, I'll give a toast to uh, to BB King. I've been, you know, haven't listened to that long, but, you know, I've heard a lot of a lot more now and been really into that kind of soul and blues and you know it's pretty awesome so give a toast very very nice very nice joe who would you like to toast to you know i was actually struggling with the person i was going to toast to until i remember uh that i'm just gonna choose jack white can't go wrong he was like the first person that actually got me saying what the hell are you doing on guitar and effects that i just had to try it out myself and the process has never been more fun <laughs> well, as a kid from michigan i appreciate jack white and i i also really appreciate bb king i'll go with the the you know some people call him the copycat albert king um i've just been listening to him a lot he is the, the blues player that uh reinvigorates me to play guitar and write music but a toast thank you guys for being on thank you for having us thank you So yeah, funny enough, the here, this one, this orange guitar that's named King. It's among other reasons, but it's par partially because of BB King and Albert King. And so I just named the guitar King for, for those blues icons. But this isn't about those blues icons. This is about what do you guys consider your music alt indie? How do you what do you if you don't want to label it, you don't have to but alt indie, we're not talking about the blues, um, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think it's a it's a good mix of a lot of things. Um, you can, I guess, you can classify it as alt indie. Um, I know, I you know, you can probably put it in a subgenre of like shoegaze, even to some uh, degree. Because um, dream pop as well, heard that kind of thing. Yeah, well, and definitely even dream pop uh, territory that we touch on. Um, but yeah, all of well, those things fine, well, probably. Let, let, let's let people decide. Here's Retrograde from Wasted Time by The Shining Hours. From your frozen breath, That was retrograde from wasted time by the shining hours um joe you were the one that kind of wrote this song a while ago and and now you kind of finally put it up together and put it out there what can you kind of tell me about um what do you want to tell me but also i'm always interested in like the writing process and recording process it was this song that you've had for a while and you finally just got the band together and you got in there and you, you got it recorded and done um so yeah to be honest like i think retrograde is like one of 
my oldest songs. Um, we so in in the previous lineup, we tried to record it um, and make a, our own EP. Um, that was probably like a couple of years ago, maybe like three years ago. Um, and then every time when I like forget about that song, I always come back to it because it's so fun and it's so. I, mean, I think that's our most fast paced, so, like you know, tempo wise song, and it's just it, it it's a pleasure to play. And yeah, um, to be honest, I can't even remember like when I wrote it. It's just I just know it's like one of our oldest uh, songs that we just decided to throw up on this wasted time EP, just because it's and full of energy um, and, you know, it's filled with a lot of attitude. I mean, if a song, you just keep coming back to it, it's hard to kind of deny it the, the right to become fully recorded, fully out there. And uh, it becomes easier also, I think, to play it live once it's like set in stone as this is at least a way that we can play it kind of consistently. Right. So, yeah. I really dug the song. Um, I enjoy kind of the, the space that you create in your music. Um, and I really, I, I do actually really like the vocals um, and how they kind of like, kind of ebb and weave in the mix. I, I thought it was like really cool listening to the to, to the whole um, EP, but especially, I think, especially Retrograde, maybe Diamonds in the Dirt, there was more weaving that I thought was really interesting and cool, but right. definitely Retrograde as well. <laughs> You're so kind. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, you guys put, did the work. You put out music. I always think about um, you could be just like the the bedroom guitarist, and if that's your level, that's great. You could you could right. be just the guy that's putting things mm -hmm. out every once in a while on Instagram just to because it's fun for you. Um, I remember I had a friend yeah. kind of tour from like I think Michigan to New York, and I was like, you'll you'll always have that in your life. So you get what you put out. You get out out of life what you put into it, and and putting your stamp out there is always cool yeah and you know it's funny like we I actually submitted uh I think it was retrograde to a couple of you know music blogs on like submit hub and they weren't as kind and gentle as you <laughs> in terms of reviewing the songs and things like that so I appreciate <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, everyone, everyone, when you when you put it out there, I respect that you put it out there for for like essentially criticism, because that's a, kind of what happens when you submit things and you put anything out there. Um, right. But as someone that also does it, like I uh, I always look at all of like the the cool, interesting things, and I think about like what can I take and what can I learn from like what they're doing, even your live performance, like. I always like having two guitars, but I kind of like really respect David for like, you know what, in this song, I'm going to set, set down the guitar and make that connection with the audience more. And just those little things right. are always cool to see like other bands doing. you kind of start to pick and like, all right, I'm going to put this in my pocket and use it myself. But I learned it from these guys, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely appreciate it. Definitely. Yeah. It's a cool, it's a cool thing you made about the, you know, how the vocals sit. Like we, you know, we had a good kind of mixing and mastering process, like sourced through, um, you know, Dan Thorne was who, who kind of helped us um, mix it, um, but, you know, sourced through our drummer. So it was, it's pretty cool how, you know, that meshes into the process and what the final product is and everything. So, yeah, the main topic we want to talk about today is, um, I think, really cool to kind of open 
you guys sell your, yourselves up to kind of talking about how the band started, um, what you're up to now, and then kind of the future plans. Because I think it's it's always it can be kind of nerve wracking, like kind of putting out there what you you plan on doing and what you're doing now. But I think it's kind of really cool to kind of communicate, you know, from a band perspective because we all kind of have our goals and what we're trying to do and we're all trying to figure it out um, in terms of kind of getting our music out there to more of the people that will really like it. So, but first, like how did the band start? How did you all get together? I know Joe, you were saying that the shining hours went through many iterations, correct? To, to what it is now. Right. So, so how did it get to what it is now with the current lineup? Yeah, so like I mentioned before, like uh, we probably started around 2011 and that was kind of like around the time, like, uh, you know, we were going to um, college and everything. So I actually started the band with um, a childhood friend of mine. Um, so he was, he was playing guitar, um, he was playing lead guitar. He was trying to sing a little bit, even though we weren't really, we were almost kind of like doing the instrumental thing uh but uh and he was the, the one that was brave enough to take up singing for a little bit but it really wasn't you know full singing or whatever um but yeah so over the years um we just had different lineups different people coming in you know whether you know people you know left the band you know because they wanted to pursue school or you know different careers or different things like that so this is probably honestly like like the eighth lineup um since like 2011 but uh but yeah and then you know we went under in the beginning we went under a different name as well so it was it was the same band essentially but just different iterations different you know different like people coming same in same style sort of thing um, or did that change over time also i think it evolved i think okay. it evolved with different people coming in and putting their own spin on things and then me my music taste personally has grown um and expanded different you know listening to different artists and you know bands and things like that um but yeah so how, how did you get the the current lineup together like david oh, you okay. were like hey i saw you playing violin put that shit down <laughs> here's a guitar <laughs> be a real musician <laughs> just kidding fallon is a real you're a real musician maybe even a realer musician if you play violin. um yeah so how i got this lineup together um so i'm not really the person the, the social butterfly to you know meet people in bars and ask them you know if they play music or you know strike up a conversation about music and things like that so my go-to was always even back in 2011 my go-to was always like craigslist let me find craigslist mm -hmm. um and you know you either get the worst of the worst or <laughs> or you know it works out pretty you know pretty well what, what, what uh, would you say the the ratio is like out of every 10 people what are, are like five good do, uh, do you want to put this do you want to put the 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 stats out there or you want to keep that to yourself <laughs> is that like proprietary you know, information you did the work you just you get to know <laughs> what happened right honestly it's hard to put out a stat um it's just i can't remember a lot of people because like 
over like since 2011 it's been a lot of different people coming in multiple 11, drummers. that's 11 years of people <laughs> right exactly a lot uh so i can't even give you like a ratio you get like i said you get the worst of the worst of people i had there, let me give you an example so there is one time where we held auditions for like a singer and this guy he drove two hours from his house wearing the most uh craziest get up in the world and he comes to my what's the, bass what's player, the most craziest get up in the world like, I mean, you can't just say that I mean, you know is there a head sort of hat thing with feathers and like uh a tuxedo shirt but then also a tuxedo over that <laughs> well uh see my imagination um he was wearing like you know like like floral spandex and like the smallest t-shirt the craziest hair oh tuesday steve hair. <laughs> <laughs> but uh well i guess the point just to sum it up he just drove two hours and you know he replied to our craigslist ad you know for a singer because yeah. we were looking for a you know vocalist, and he comes over to my bass player's house. We you know are get ready, getting ready to you know hold this audition, and it was such the it was the most bizarre thing in the world because he replied to our ad as a singer and he wouldn't sing. We had him over my bass player's house <laughs> for like a good thirty minutes, and we were trying to get this dude to sing and. I don't know if he was shy or anything like that, but he just didn't, nothing came out and it was just a complete waste of time. So that, that was pretty bad. Um, but yeah, that, that was a long time ago. <laughs> so then, then David, how do you walk into the picture? Are you a, a, a good, good, uh, what is it? Good, good. What, what do people, what, it's a good mushroom. What's the phrase? I'm totally blanking. You're good apple. Good. Apple. What the fuck? Were you the, a good apple from Craigslist? Uh, I want to say so. I mean, the only reason I <laughs> you want to... <laughs> Joe's gonna have a different discussion oh, later. Oh. <laughs> um, the only reason why uh, you know I checked that in Christmas, I actually lived in in the Bay Area like for two years before I moved back to New York. I've always been in New York, and then I was there, and I had a friend that she joined a band that worked out really well, and she's like, "Yeah, it was just you know Craigslist musicians community ad, and it worked out well." And I was like, "Oh." Like, I wouldn't have usually thought to go there, but then I was like, okay, you know, it seems like I've heard people do this. Um, and then I searched, and then you see tons of stuff, like, and then, you know, you can search by borough, and then you can look at um, whatever people are describing their music as, and, like, some funny, like, titles for what they put on their ads and stuff. Um, and it's just like, you know, this type of person only, like, no drama or something. It's pretty funny. Like, <laughs> I always like the no drama. I want someone with no drama. I mean, I want a little drama. You know, you need a little spice up on the stage. <laughs> can't be playing my toast. Something about them, maybe, like, you know, in the past. But, um, yeah, and then kind of just, it's it's cool because, like, I started reaching out to, to folks and, you know, Joe sending me, like, trash because you can it's it's sort of personal like you hear like what people's work is and they send it to you so you get a sense of like a little bit of who they are uh then i you know when i reach out to these people i send my stuff too which is like from one or two other bands i work on um at the side and some of my my solo stuff as well so you know we just kind of dive on that and you know i i started actually recording over um with my home setup with my like home you know home studio setup and all this yeah. kind of stuff um and you know just 
laid some vocals over it, you know, it seemed to sound pretty good. And then Joe's like, oh, that sounds cool. Like, um, can you also do uh, Don't Dream Till It's Over by Crowded House? I was like, oh, that's a good song. Okay. So I just like sent something over. <laughs> and then, um, you know, I just went to the place in East Williamsburg slash Bushwick to the Pirate Studio and then just like sang a bunch of songs and, you know, met the group there. Uh, and the bassist came after me because it was just Joe and her drummer, Bill, uh, at the time. So just kind of, you know, going as a trio into that and just, you know, finding Nando um, after. <laughs> that, 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 that's awesome. Um, I, I had, there was something that you had said about uh, doing the, the recording process to kind of start, like, it's almost like a pre-rehearsal. I, I've never done that. That's like a really cool, is that like something that you've normally done, David or, or Joe, do you normally like try to get people to just record something over your mater existing material to like, see if like they're actually committed or if they're just faking it because i always just like end up in the band room and I'm like let's see if this person works out or if they're a crazy person um it's funny that you mentioned that um <laughs> i had so many people like you know within the span of a couple months of like you know putting out craigslist ads um i think david i think you were the only person that actually or maybe you and Brianna were the only two people who actually, you know, recorded your own vocals over our music. Everyone else was just like, oh yeah, I can sing. I could come at this time. And like you were saying before, you know, you just come in and hope for the, you know, they just come in and, you know, you just hope for the best, whether, you know, they can deliver or, you know, you guys connect or whatever the case may be. Yeah. It just seems like an, you know, kind of an efficient way to do it. Like I, I'm yeah. used to it because one of my other bandmates, um, you know, like we usually aren't in the same city or town. So like we've done tons of songs, just sending stems back and forth in Logic or Ableton or whatever. So it's fairly, fairly easy for me to just. It's like part of your process. Yeah, it'll take, it'll take me like 10 minutes. I'll just, you know, sit there and just record something. It's like, here, here's something, here's a taste of how it sounds and stuff like that. So, right. so sorry go on my bad no no go ahead um two, two more things before we talk about kind of what you're up to now um one one being uh one why is it called the shining hours and two did you ever consider actually singing joe because like i play guitar and i've played guitar for a long time and i kind of stick with that did you ever like consider you know what i'm gonna also sing or did you try it out and not like it <laughs> And you, not that like you, you're not saying you're good or bad. Sometimes like the feeling of just playing guitar is like way better than playing guitar and singing because I've done both. Right. No. Um, to be honest, I'm absolutely dreadful at singing. I've never tried to. I, I mean, in my head or in my shower, I think I'm Celine Dion by all means. But um, are we not know, all Celine Dion? In all actuality, it, it, it just doesn't happen. I'm, I don't, I just don't have the voice or anything. I never really tried. Um, I've always sought out like my ideal, you know, type of singer or whatever fits into the music. That's all I care about. Could be Celine Dion for all we know, because I, I, I don't, I don't think I've heard Joe um, have one note, like utter one note other than like, no, I can't. You want to do backups? You know, just like a little. Ah! <laughs> the back no, you, you know how I compensate for because I like I'm telling you in my head I think I'm a like awesome singer, but like in <laughs> actuality it, it just doesn't come together. But um, 
I just try and compensate, you know, just with the guitar, um, whatever I want to say, I just try and get those notes out on the guitar and try and make my guitar sound like maybe other things sometimes other than guitar or things like that. Um, but yeah, we've all, I've always just searched for, you know, my ideals, a vocalist or whatever works in the situation. There's actually a pedal you have that like sounds almost <laughs> like a voice, like not a, like a screeching voice, like a howl. There's one that um, we do in some of our live sets songs. There's one uh, called Lost in Anything. And, you know, Joe um, does like a solo towards the end and there's this red pedal. I don't know what it's called, but like it kind of has like almost like a human like overtone like kind of thing. Right. What's um, this mysterious pedal? <laughs> what does everyone need to buy right now? <laughs> just just to steal your sound <laughs> the red you one just want me to, yeah just reveal all my secrets um that's so what we're here for <laughs> that's actually uh a digitech whammy pedal but oh, okay nice yeah it's not the full-blown you know uh, is it the version. small box one? yeah okay. yeah it's like the mini version the updated version i guess um i would love a real one though <laughs> does does it track well like do you just do single notes or can you do like full chords and it tracks well um yeah i mean it, it does you know, the thing is it doesn't have a level on it so oh, okay. it, it, it just gives you whatever it gives you um <laughs> it decides for you <laughs> yeah that's usually enough you know because yeah. i I put it on with a whole bunch of other stuff like overdrives and a whole bunch of delays and chorus and things like that, because, you know, I'm a proponent of noise. So, yeah. you know, as much noise as I can get and, you know, crazy sounds I, I love. So it kind of just gives you what it gives you. Um, I would say it, it does kind of track well, even though we haven't, re you know, actually recorded a song with it being used yeah yet. but i mean you know, like, and track the notes that you're playing because i know like sometimes mm -hmm. like with like um think of octave or octave octave pedals where octave, yeah the old the older algorithms or older ways of doing it like once you start playing more than one note it just starts going wonky which is which can be which can be really cool like jack white sort of thing but sometimes mm -hmm. you want that more precision to the specific notes that you're playing is it is it that's what I meant by tracking well or not. Oh, okay. Um, I'd, I'd say for the most part, yeah. Okay. But then again, you know, yeah, I, I would say Sometimes yeah. there's just a crazy say, yeah. howl that comes out of nowhere. Right, because I'm just trying to remember how I use it because I might use it a little bit delicately okay. <laughs> or maybe differently from most people. But like I said, I put it through a lot. I, I put it through the ringer. Like I put it through... <laughs> so much dirt and delay and chorus even chorus sometimes and things and reverb and things like that it so sounds like a spiral sound to me when we do it for like that you know the one breakdown at the very end of the solo for that song you kind of like push it in and out so it's kind of like a parabolic sort of sound that goes up and then it like right comes down and then comes up and then you kind of taper it off that's that's how i hear it at least right yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's it's definitely a cool pedal um, to check out. Um, again, I would love a real one, <laughs> but I mean, it's just... it is a real one. You're using it, and I mean, it's yeah, out it's there. a real. It's real. Don't, I meant that I want to be Tom Morales. That's what you're saying. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. 
but I just don't have enough pedal board real estate to put it up like a real one on there. Happen, happens to all of us. Uh, all of us with a pedal board. We, we sooner or later, later run out of either real estate or a number of like DC plugs that you can plug in. Um, right. Yeah. But ultimately, <clears throat> why is it called The Shining Hours? Um, yeah. So basically, um, so one of my favorite bands of all time, I think they're super, you know, underrated. Um, New York City band. Um, they're actually called Long Wave. I don't know if you ever heard of them. I haven't heard of them. I'll, I'll listen to them afterward, though. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite, favorite bands. Um, yeah. So they're called Long Wave. Um, I've always been a fan of theirs. Um, you know, always, you know, went to their live shows when they played out. Um, and they're just like the kings of like shoegaze and, you know, everything dreamy and, you know, strange noises and everything that I want to be in terms of like a guitarist or a musician, the way they compose songs. Definitely, I recommend them to, you know, everybody because I think they're super, super slept on. So, yeah, check them out. All right. It's time for me to wake up. Uh so I'll definitely listen to them, but really we're here about you guys. So what are you up to now? How does that kind of like what, and kind of what I, what I'm thinking about that is, you know, you're playing in New York city right now. I guys like you have that vinyl release. Um, do you guys are going to start playing outside of the city more? Um, and then we'll also get into your approach to the balance of like, I think the great balance now is like recording gigging and then content <laughs> so right. yeah. uh whichever one you want to approach first is is are you when are you going to start branching out of the city are you planning on staying in the city for a little bit long? like just focus obviously you'll continue to play the city probably year in year out but you might branch out a little bit <laughs> or you guys want to talk about maybe your approach to recording uh gigs and, and content first yeah so so right now we're actually taking a, like a little um hiatus um a little hiatus so, with a gig in a couple of weeks. <laughs> I mean, not a hiatus, but like a little break, I should yeah. say. Um, yeah, so we've been trying to re uh, write new songs um, because we just came off of what? We just played three so um, three gigs recently. Okay. Yeah. So we're just taking out like a little little break um, from gigging. And then we come back, uh, like we said, August 9th. Um, I don't know, David, you want to take over? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we've been we've been having more just sessions, you know, just like getting inspiration by looking at like, you know, Beatles, BG sessions and stuff like that. Just like spending time, you know, in this space, even just like a couple of weeks ago, um, just writing and like we have ideas and stuff all recorded on our phone. So we've just been kind of rotating some of that, you know, throwing some covers into the set. Um, and I'm finally working in the fiddle, like back into, you know, back into existence because it was it was all vocals and guitar up to now but throwing that into some of the covers and some of the writing for you know different pace tempos um just bought a beautiful electric violin too i've only owned acoustics up to now but i finally found one that is sort of like this hybrid um that can kind of match the sounds um so we've been kind of doing you know some writing on the side there um and you know in this gap period before starting up the shows again you know getting the name back out, um, going into the the vinyl sessions and then, um, you know, into next year, like trying to get some more recordings down for these new ideas we have is, 
is a hope. And then, you know, from there, see, see where it takes us. Right. So right now I would say we're focusing, you know, just on New York city, trying to build, you know, just our following and who knows, maybe in the future, maybe, you know, branch out, you know, out of state or even upstate. Yeah. I mean, I think that's always like the, the thing of, um, I really respect the hustle. I hate, I, sometimes I hate using that word, but I respect like the kind of process of like continuing to gig around the city. I always get nervous of like, um, like trying to divvy up like where I'm playing, even just like a little bit in the city. Cause I know like if you play here in Brooklyn, you're going to get maybe more people in this area, like in, in the Bushwick area. And if you go out and play maybe like Harlem, like you're going to have different people. Cause not everyone is going to want to come from like, I don't know, like downtown yeah. Brooklyn all the way up to Harlem. Yeah, so exactly. that aspect of like playing around the city still kind of gives you that almost like tour esque uh, ability, which it ha has been really cool here. Um, and what, what, what have, what have been like some of your, you know, favorite places that you've played, not saying that other places you've played are bad, but just the one, maybe the whole gig and experience at this particular place was really cool. I always thought Arlene's was cool. I, I, I'd, I'd really be enjoy to see you guys play there again and play there myself. But, um, what about you all? What, what have been some of like the highlights of where you've played thus far? Yeah. I mean, Arlene's has great, great sound and everything and, and the whole setup there. Um, and First, first live was our first show actually because I, I got COVID for our first one that should have been Rockwood um, mm. back in like July mid or and then early Joe July. had to sing. Yeah, <laughs> 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 <I'll let that laughs> um, but yeah, that that was really cool. That was like a, a great crowd of you know Aaron Har Harland and, and all their bands as well. Um, you know, No Big and these other people that we played with. It was super cool in that setting. Um, I don't know exactly where, maybe off Metropolitan or something, but they had a really cool little space where it's like they stream pretty high quality into like this little cafe area and they have a small standing space for the band. And like they had like all this camera work up there and it was just like super cool. Like the lighting like looks real nice and everything. So that was that was like, you know, my, my kind of first show in like this kind of setting too, like with a, like a, a larger group band i guess if you call it four yeah yeah so i yeah i think we we all kind of really enjoyed that process we keep in touch with a lot of those people met a lot of cool bands and that kind of started kicking things off um for that was our debut right yeah so started off on a good foot yeah uh and for me um yeah so i think our best gig was like first life studio like david was just mentioning um i think the vibes there were great and I think a close second had to be having can wait. Okay. Yeah. That's off of like Avenue A, right? That's yeah, exactly. Yeah. There. Okay. Yeah. That was like half of these venues before too. So it's cool to just like <laughs> explore them too. Different vibe, different people in different places. Kind of beauty of the city here itself. Yeah, I, I feel like it's it's always interesting. Um, like the different places you kind of end up in the city and and the different venues and then you just you, even like the small nuances of like this venue has like this good amp and this venue i'm definitely gonna bring like right uh you know a mic or, or your own amp or little um mm -hmm. amp cab sim because you're like i, I just want to play through the pa here and it's always it's fun and always interesting and always challenging and uh what i always enjoy <laughs> is when uh the drummer i work with daniel sanders has to go up to the sound guy and to the drum set and says so hey i play lefty <laughs> so 
all this oh, is wow. switched around. Oh, Normally, it's always oh, it's it's always cool. Like there, as long as he talks to him, he's he's a really good guy, and he's such mm-hmm. a such a good communicator that like it always goes smoothly. But like it's always we we always just watch him like. Hey everyone, I'm switching this whole thing up, and we're gonna have to switch it back later, which is always entertaining. I um, like the lefty to righty ratio of drummers. Is it like nine to ten or right here, or maybe more nine point eight? It's probably 10, the right same here. ratio of lefty and righties in life. I mean, that's yeah. the thing though. Um, like, if you are a lefty, right? Do you still play lefty? Because there's the lefties that are right. the lying lefties <laughs> that play righties still. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's okay you can lie and be a lefty I, when i started playing guitar i thought it was weird that you fingered the guitar with your left hand i was like okay. why wouldn't you do it with your right and then you know i do remember people asking too i was just yeah. like I don't two know. three lessons in you're like whatever it's, this is the way it is right. kind of interesting yeah <laughs> any any other like memorable moments from like right now in the process of doing everything and also what, what's that balance like um recording so you're you've obviously been writing right now um i guess you've been balancing it well with like playing live because you know you just came off a couple gigs you're about to go into a couple more you've got a whole kind of vinyl uh release coming how do you kind of like work that all that out and plan that and then like stick to it is it just just good support system internal to the band where you guys are all you know, picking up where people are, are lagging and, and then letting other people take the ball. How, how does that work? I think uh, it seems to be a good balance. Like however, however we've got it, you know, we sort of made the call between July, like, should we add something in here? And we're thinking, oh yeah, it's actually a good time to like think about what we want to write so we can kind of get the ball rolling for after like the next set of shows is, is how it's kind of seeing it. So we kind of just feel mm-hmm. it out to see, you know, what we're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah, and we try and organize everything that we need to do um, as best as we can in terms of, you know, Google Calendar and, you know, different notes and definitely WhatsApp Messenger is helpful. (laughs) Um, But yeah, um, that's how we kind of keep the chaos contained. Yeah, I like, I use Google Drives a lot, just like bringing work like into it, but just like keep us organized for, you know, like, the songwriting process even because like there's so many ideas and I, I probably have like hundreds of voice recordings from rehearsals of just writings and like stuff I don't want to lose and then I just throw it on the drive and here's like you know here's song one that we're writing up here's like what we've drafted so far and trying to like you know make sure we don't forget some of that and build on it stuff like that. <laughs> that That's just a huge help because I feel like you end up like my voice memo is is you, anyone's voice memo that plays like guitar or however you record your song you probably have like 10 20 probably 100 songs like recorded down and it's just that process of like shifting it over um does writing it like both for you know I, david it sounds like you're kind of writing out kind of the ideas but um does that help you know you kind of visualize it and make it a little bit more real and push forward with it because i feel like that is a really good step i, I think it's like it's something that people wouldn't think about, but like when you start writing out, this is what I want to work on. This is what I want to work on. You start to make those small steps that lead to like finishing the product. Has that helped a lot? You feel like? I think, I think it's helpful, especially so you don't lose momentum and ideas. Like a lot of people say they just remember it, but if, if you know, if we're jamming there and like thinking of something, it sounds good. And like, I don't want to lose this. 
I'm just going to record this. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then we listen to it back. And then, you know, we think about assess like what we want to change up. And then I just, I do a lot of my like, just writing and thinking just in the trains like because you know I, I live in brooklyn heights over here and we rehearse in you know east williamsburg so like whenever i'm in the trains i'll just kind of go through our recordings and i'll think about the words and you know different melodies and then just try them out there um so i think it i think it definitely helps to kind of keep things organized and keep a log of kind of what what we've done and some things will scratch and other things will kind of continue into something else and then yeah it's it's fun all I want to say is, David, it sounds like, what, do you just bring a guitar and maybe like a very small pedal board to practice? <laughs> Actually, it's been more lately. So I, I definitely smaller pedal board, than okay. those, but I bring um, either the PRS or the Tele, and then I take the uh, pedal board bag. And then I now I've been bringing the fiddle, which is like a smaller case. So just kind of carrying those. I feel like with my larger than normal paddleboard bag and my guitar and then like sometimes i have to bring something else like when i'm on the subway i'm just kind of just exhausted already because of the I was, heat I was something went, went so like, i'm not trying week. to do any work and i just admire you still you know i'm not organizing <laughs> songs and stuff i'm just like i'm just trying to get to practice i know i mean it's, it's it's been super hot like on the on the way home we we just did a group shoot actually on on Sunday with um, with Michelle um, and yeah we you know it was super hot like when I got back with all my stuff I was like oh my god I just want a cold beer now and just like <laughs> cold sour cold beer yeah it's exactly what I did after rehearsal yeah so in in terms of of uh, the future kind of what are you seeing? It sounds like you are in the writing process now. So it's going to be like another EP. And how do you approach that? Because I tend to be, you know, very much oriented to doing singles. Um, how do you make the decision to kind of, are you guys going to be releasing singles in the future, EPs, a full album? Um, and how does that kind of fit into how you want to grow the band? Because I think, you know, just putting together music and throwing it out there is like kind of essential but like do you guys constructively think you know hey we're gonna we're gonna do these couple songs and then we're gonna do these couple songs to kind of create you know continued momentum and interest or do you just throw it all out there sorry excuse me do you just throw it all out there as one thing is that what's what approach are you taking to the, the next recordings um yeah so you know, we definitely discuss everything and, you know, just to see what works best. But I think our plan is, so when we released the first EP, uh, Wasted Time, um, this was our debut EP as, you know, for this lineup. So we just wanted, so we had nothing out there, yeah. you, you know, so we just wanted, you know, something those, out like, there. Yeah, something out there just to put those songs up, you know, out and get people familiar with them. And then I think now we're just preparing for, you know, writing new songs and maybe putting singles out after this EP mm. just to keep the momentum going. Yeah. And then maybe, you know, once we re uh, release a couple of singles or whatever, do another EP. Cause I don't, honestly, I don't think it's going to be super worth it to do a full length, especially when we're not, you know, signed or backed by a label or manage manager or anything like that um but you know who knows
are those the kind of things are you thinking about is like getting signed or getting a manager and going more of that route or are you going to keep it kind of in-house and independent um I would, never works. Love, <laughs> I would love a manager. It just takes the pressure <laughs> off of everything because we have to do everything ourselves. And it's just so hectic and annoying because, you know, we all have day jobs and other things to worry about. So it's like we have to write songs. We have to perform well. We have to book gigs. We have to, you promote. know, promote ourselves. Uh, <laughs> it's just so many things that we have to do, you know, book shoots and things like that and you know it could be overwhelming um if you if you're if you don't have a team i mean we are a team but yeah. it's just a lot for us you know but yeah and then in, in terms of like that um for where you are right now like do you guys have any like instructive i always call them instructive analogs or, or kind of people that you look up to or or you know books or, or anything that like kind of helps guide you or, or orient you guys like to move forward because I kind of like, I always think of the book, The Obstacle is the Way by like Ryan Holiday as a book that always keeps me thinking about how do I turn these obstacles of, I have to do all this shit on my own, <laughs> turn them around and, and use it as a, an experience to say, hey, actually I know how to work all the angles from this. So when someone has to come in and do this, or if someone ever comes in and does this for me, I know what angles they should be already be working on. And if they're going outside of these things, I can, I know to ha help neaten that up for them and, and move it forward. What kind of things kind of instruct you to, to kind of push forward on that and, and what books or, or ideas that kind of keep you on the right track going forward? Um, so for me, um, what I like to do is try and make as many connections within the music scene as possible. So I like to keep tabs on a lot of local bands to see what they're doing, who has a manager, who doesn't, who's playing the popular venues. Do you have like are, an Excel spreadsheet of all this? I, I haven't gotten that anal about it, but I mean, I, I, there's some people that do and I'm always impressed. But <laughs> keep, even just the, the general keeping up with it is still impressive. Right. No, I, I mean, I wouldn't go to that extent, but <laughs> I definitely keep tabs on, you know, bands and local artists who, who are making moves, who are doing certain things. How can we get in contact with this organizer or promoter? Or how do we get in contact with this uh, venue? Or, you know, just to see what opportunities are out there that we probably never even thought about before. So you can definitely keep tabs on other bands and artists and see what other people are doing. And then I, don't, I would say just, I wouldn't say like, I don't know. Yeah, I guess you could compare um, if it's all about, you know, just seeking opportunities and, you know, and things like that, but yeah. I, I do I do a lot of the same things. Like essentially I feel like my um, Instagram messages is just people I'm following up with, trying to keep like my ear to the ground, uh, stories is are is like instagram stories is like an amazing place to say oh that person's playing there with these bands let me go check out all these bands and right. listen to their stuff and see if i like yeah. it talk to them about their music i think in general just making those connections and just even reaching out to me like how i reach out to to you all even like after the show and then even now it's those little things mm -hmm. that kind of make mean a lot in the long run and the way i always look at it is you know no matter how far i kind of get 
on this road down music it, it's sometimes just kind of cool to like but look back like oh i know this person and oh that person oh that person does like really cool music oh that person has a, a guitar i'm completely jealous about and it, it's just fun to right. still yeah. have all those connections and like make friendships and and kind of make a, a community around this yeah i haven't i've right. something about before everyone that is you know great all all the different lineups we play with it's it's been good with like got along with all of them great and just been connecting right and then i think um yeah david we were talking about this earlier about um you start noticing which bands like the same bands playing the same venues over and over again and getting the same opportunities and it's like it's all about trying to break into that scene and making those connections you know what i mean yeah so yeah so yeah, so we're just trying to, you know, well, that's what I I do. Keep tabs on all well, all the bands that I like within yeah. the local scene. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I guess uh we, we watch a decent amount of YouTube videos, I guess, and like, you know, release plans and stuff like that. So just trying to learn a little bit about the marketing or how your sequence you should be doing steps in. So that's definitely helped. Um just understanding like how the whole process works, like with distributors and like the, the way you should go about it and the right cadence and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, that, that book, you, the obstacle book you mentioned sounds pretty cool. I'm going to check that out. Well, oh yeah. Yeah. No problem. I, I can, I can shoot you a message about it. So in that light of future plans and kind of what the future holds for you, do you guys constructively like kind of think about any like milestones that you want to reach, whether that's like, places you just want to play size of the shows you kind of want to get to um or even like length of set like i always think it, it's weird you see like these big bands kind of play for like two three hours and i kind of admire that like i'd love to like just be <laughs> good enough and interesting enough to play for like two hours straight for people i don't know what that says about me but that's something i think about i don't know when i'm gonna get there but what kind of like those things or do you not really set limitations you just sky's the limit or i think the little stepping stones are always good to hear about we definitely think about set lists a lot you know because we we've been writing a lot from scratch you know like all the lyrics everything melodies and you know we had like a seven or eight song set now we're adding covers and these other things to try and like you know expand it because um you know sometimes if you're on early and stuff you want to make sure you have like extra content stuff but like you know we're writing as much as we can trying to get it like um and yeah it, it would be great to move you know hour plus and stuff eventually um get all get all our works in there and and that have so yeah, much but... work you can't even decide what to play <laughs> like, god damn it, i don't want to cut this one <laughs> five yeah, hours yeah, be nice <laughs> yeah you really have to love what you do to be playing for two or three hours because you know you feel the fatigue after like 45 minutes true yeah, true like vocals too like you know oh. there's uh, friends i used to go to um you know all these music colleges pre-colleges and there's only so long you can like correctly sing so that it's you know make sure you don't damage your vocal cords and stuff right like that. Yeah. Um, so when we start hearing a bunch of instrumental songs we're like ah that's when he started to get tired <laughs> right that's when you start letting the audience sing sing back i just yeah ended up <laughs> oh is that is that a milestone for you guys i i since when i write a song like it's all guitar instrumentation and everything and then kind of the lyrics kind of come up at the end do you guys ever 
is that like a dream of yours to like have a song where you can just like play one note and then the audience sings the rest? Is that a dream? That's my dream. Definitely. We're talking about this a lot. Yeah, this is a good point. That's a I good talk dream. with David about this all the time, all the time. <laughs> it's like, you know, Joe looks up to a lot of like the, the UK bands and they'll show like these kind of like crazy crowds and like um, throughout the UK that kind of can uh, have that kind of, um, you know, following to do that. It's really, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That would definitely be a dream. Um, you know, when people, you know, who don't even necessarily know you just sing back your own lyrics and, you know, they enjoy what you wrote in your bedroom. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that would be fantastic. Um, and, you know, and such a blessing for people to enjoy and connect with you know with with what you do yeah we're all yeah. we're all thinking about bohemian rhapsody right now just how freddie mercury oh, doesn't freddie. have to sing a oh, word right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole whole even even like uh um like brian may's lead parts like those are even something like you know i i saw actually queen um playing with I guess it's Lambert is the singer with him right now. And yeah, Adam Lambert. Yeah, Adam Lambert. I remember just being there and like people saying everything for every part of Bohemian Rhapsody was sung by the crowd. Right. Yeah. That's intense. Yeah. That's definitely intense. I don't know if we would ever reach that level, but that's what dreams are made of, right? Yeah. Yeah. So any, any other final thoughts you guys kind of want to get out there about um, kind of what your band is about, what you're up to now, or kind of the, the future things that you guys have planned? Yeah, I guess yeah. you mentioned the, the Instagram as well. At, so oh. at the Shining Hours is the uh, Instagram page. Um, but, you know, one of the updates, the August, September shows, you know, the ninth at Our Wicked Lady. I've never been there, so I'm pretty excited to do the rooftop uh, at that cool one. Spot. Yeah, and then you know the vinyl sessions and trying to trying to get the writing recording you know rolling into next year for the singles. Um, any, anything else, Joe? Um, yeah, um, yeah. We just uh, yeah. You can follow us on you know all social media platforms pretty much. Um, like you said, um, Instagram at the Shining Hours. Um, we have a website as well, uh, www and yeah uh just you know uh follow us and check out our music uh you can find our music on all streaming platforms uh again we're playing august 9th at our wicked lady in brooklyn and august 21st at rockwood music hall um august 21st and yeah and the ep is uh wasted time correct correct yeah wasted time yeah and then uh, vinyl release in December, December 10th? December 10th, yep. Correct, yeah. So yeah, be sure to check them out. Uh, go see some of their shows, listen to their music, go get a vinyl. I mean, that's the fucking coolest. <laughs> um, I, that's that's my that, that's probably one of my milestones is to, to get on vinyl. I've looked into it before, but I haven't like been confident enough with material I put out there to be like, I'm going to put this permanently somewhere. Um, so that's a milestone for Hardware. me. Hardware. <laughs> And uh, to go off on a milestone, um, we would love to play bigger venues as well. Um, you know, just before we did this interview, like we just got an email from Mercury Lounge. Oh, nice. So, 
So hopefully we book that, um, you know, depending on a date, but hopefully we get to play there. And that would be our biggest show to date opening for somebody. So we'll see what happens with that. There you go. Making those, those dreams come true. You know, you're going to get there, man. You're going to have a someday I'm going to be in the audience singing every word, every guitar lick of one of your songs, you know, just, just keep at it. Um, yeah. So yeah, anything else before we play out the show? Um, I think that's pretty much it. You know, just check us out. If you like that whole dream rock indie shoegaze, whatever you want to classify us as, you know, just, you know, if we, if you like good songs, good songwriting, we try our hardest and we put out the wasted time EP that we are very proud of. So just check us out. So I'm going to play uh, Not Far Away as our outro today from the Wasted Time EP from The Shining Hours. And I just want to personally say there's like uh, one or two guitar licks in there. I think it kind of transitions the songs that I really liked. And I was listening to it on my, I have a motorcycle. I was riding home. Normally don't listen to music, but because I was talking to you guys, I listened to your full EP like uh, at least once, uh, one more time before talking to you all. And there was a couple things in not far away that like just definitely stood out to me. So I hope everyone enjoys it. And this has been the shining hours. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, David, for being on tonal distancing. Uh, have a good one. Uh, yeah, thank, thank you so much.